Hello everybody, welcome back. This is Wired In. Great to be here with you once again. My name is Blake Johnson. Joining me is my partner in crime, Spencer Coles. Spencer, how you doing? Why, hello. I'm uh, I'm doing all right. How's your uh, How's your day been so far, Blake? Day's been pretty good. Um, finished up with uh, graduation stuff at the college I work at, so we're oh, quickly yeah, approaching sure this summer of <laughs> boredom. Um, it's going to be pretty nice, yeah. though. Lots of uh, YouTubing and chilling and oh yeah oh yeah i'm i'm ready for it it'll be pretty good so uh yeah that's that's and i'm getting ready to <clears throat> actually go on vacation in about two weeks to uh oh, missouri nice. gonna be heading back to missouri and seeing family and friends for about a week so i'm looking forward to that yeah i might uh i might have to take a trip up to branson and uh you know we can we can bullshit around but uh yeah. Granted, this uh, dude, this this month for me is gonna be pretty crazy busy as well. So it's like you said, it's graduations and you know the whole the whole nine yards with it. So mm, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy stuff. A lot of a lot of busy stuff happening. So I tell you what, though, <clears throat> I am uh, increasingly glad that neither neither of us attended CFO during this time. Yeah, man. I've heard I've heard some pretty pretty egregious horror stories, man. It's it's oh, pretty bad. Their their authoritarian nature has just gone on steroids since we've left. <laughs> and yeah. just how they've been censoring people and locking like literally literally what we complained about of it feeling like a prison, <laughs> it has literally yeah. turned into a prison. <laughs> it's basically that tenfold. And and yeah, and I think like uh. it, yeah, I mean, we we thought we had it bad while we were attending there, but from from just from some of the uh, the posts I've seen, because there's kind of a, a a hidden underground you know Facebook community um, where you know it's a it's a bunch of students and they're you know basically sharing what actually is going on inside the college and it it's pretty terrible stuff. I mean the mm-hmm. and not to mention on top of just the the horrible living conditions for for undergrads or for the uh, or for more of the the underclassmen rather um it yeah it, it it hasn't improved if anything it's it's only regressed in a lot of ways yeah um just from just from what i've seen um of just posts and, and pictures and whatnot yeah i mean can you can you imagine being forced to stay stay in your dorm um not being allowed to leave campus for anything like uh, people that would have doctor's appointments mm-hmm. would not be allowed to go to them. They couldn't go get groceries, couldn't go get food, couldn't go get, get anything. And uh, no one could go in. You know, your parents can't go in to see them. They can't drop anything off. I mean, it it's it should be, I mean, seriously, the, this this stuff should be illegal, you know? Well, and, and they they were kind of doing that whenever we were still attending there. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't take your car as, as a freshman. You couldn't take your car out and drive around or go anywhere or do anything. I mean, you, at least during the week. Yeah, they would they would essentially lock your car up and prevent you from from leaving the campus. Um, and and yeah. I think and, and I realize the reasoning for that, mm-hmm. but I think it sets up a lot of people for failure further down the line because they don't know like because 
putting all these restrictions and these hardcore authoritarian measures on people isn't going to, like, be a means of, in a way, ensuring success for them. If any, like, because it ultimately will boil down to the to the individual anyway. And all you're really going to do is once you give them that freedom, they're going to use it wildly, you know, once mm. they once they get it back. Yeah. Um, not to mention that I just, I don't think they have the authority to, you know, <laughs> tell students, you know, how they spend their time and where they go, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's this weird obsessive need to control their lives. And, um, and human beings aren't programmed to be that way right like we're not we're not designed to be just you know um you know uh, well i mean I'm, I'm sure they would beg to differ on that but yeah i mean i would i would probably push back a little bit on that uh, as far as you know I, I do think they do have some authority to you know have have boundaries have rules in place curfews whatnot but they take it to such a level that it really doesn't help you grow it just it, it just seems like from the outset they're they're putting ways they're putting barriers in place that just automatically get you antagonistic against them yeah and again it's it's just it's setting it's setting people up for like purposely setting people up for failure and 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 go just to, to clarify i'm not talking about like people shouldn't follow structure or like ad- adhere to any standard at all that's not what i'm saying i'm saying in in terms of uh, when it just pertains to basic, like where you can go and yeah, you, you know what I mean. Just just really simple shit like that. I mean, like just it being able to enact free agency to a degree. Yeah, like they're it, they're very like borderline, you know, intrusive on that. Um, yeah, and you know, there's. I, I'm tempted to just go ahead and say it, but I'm I'm gonna hold back. But all I know, all, all I can say is I know for a fact that there are students that during the holiday season, they were not allowed to post pictures of themselves with their families without wearing a mask. Wait, what? I, yeah. I hadn't heard of this. This is this is news to me. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So wow. they they were told before they went home for the holiday. This is during the last holiday season, Christmas mm-hmm. time. They had to social distance. They had to wear masks even with their, when they're with their families. And they can't post pictures of themselves with their families doing otherwise. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it... <laughs> it man, I... Yeah. We... Both of us came close to being kicked out of CFO. Yeah. There's no question you and I would both have been kicked out of CFO. Oh, yeah, we would have been. Time. Yeah, if we Long were still gone. students there now, yeah, we would have. We'd have been kicked out. In and if we had, wouldn't kicked out, we would have both left. I mean, there's no way yeah. I would have stayed there under those conditions. Exactly. And, and I got into a debate with a, a parent about this, um, which I, it started off funny because you know CFO was bragging about, hey, we're opening things back up on on campus. And be sure to check out our, our different, our, you know, places that we offer. And I go to the website and it says, but you have to do this and you have to do that. And I said, uh, I, I commented, I was like, why would I even want to go in and hang out at your college if I'm going to be forced to do these things? And someone was like, well, they're just trying to protect people. And, you know, uh, do you do you 
have a student that goes there or or whatnot? Because if not, you don't have a dog in this fight. And you should keep your mouth shut. Oh and I said, God, and, I, and I and I of course quickly took that opportunity to point out, yes, I did go there, and I do have something yeah. to say about it. Um, and, and even still, like, it's and they, such a shitty like. That's yeah, such a I know. shitty just like argument it's, to have. It's just it, like it's, it's oh, like you can go here. It's like women saying, you know, unless you have a uterus, stop talking about abortion, kind of a thing. It's like no, people can have their viewpoints. But what got exactly. me, what got me in this conversation was this this woman saying, well, you know, I I have a son that goes there, and yes, it was very frustrating them being locked up and and all this stuff. But it was just the college doing what they think is. Do, doing what they think is best to protect their students. And I came back wow. with, what about the mental health of the students that are being forced to stay in their dorms? Like, how is that protecting the students? Because you got to imagine that there's people that are really struggling with, like, mental health issues and, and all these different things because they feel like they're a prisoner, and they essentially are. Oh, yeah, I've read some of the posts, man. It's, it's, it's really depressing shit. I mean, yeah, it, it really is. It's like take you know, open your eyes for once. And I, I told her I was like, I, I don't care what if they think they're doing their best. They're not. What they're doing, they're absolutely is, not doing their best. Even if it is legal, it's certainly unethical, and is it? You know, you cannot you cannot claim to be a college that upholds Christian values, yet you treat your students like garbage. You know. Well, and and this so. is I've I've pointed this out numerous times numerous times, even while I was going there. So the faculty, well, not say faculty and staff, but the administration basically holds, well, they first, well, first, they basically sell you on the premise that your tuition is free, quote unquote, if you uh, are willing to work it off, essentially, you know, you're able, which is, which is fine. That's a, that's a simple transaction. And I think like a lot of people, even myself, um, for how much I didn't uh, really conform or like really relate to um, there are certain principles and, and, and you know standards, um, I, I agreed with that premise. You know, I, I was willing to put in the work to work off my tuition, right? But see, the thing is, that they're they're very sneaky about it because they they hold it over you, and they're able to as they're holding it over you, they're able to threaten you as they're they're able to threaten you. That oh you're essentially expendable that um, you know you're you're easily replaceable and that you know if you if you make even the slightest mistake right you know we'll 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 ax you and bring in the next uh, person who's who's willing to take your spot and so they 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 basically manipulate you into feeling guilty to an extent about going there and having this grand opportunity all while you know the living conditions are horrible. Um, the the facilities and just the, the the resources that they're supposed to be providing students are <laughs> downright laughable, right? Uh, if not, you know, especially with with more so the living conditions, um, they they again they they hold all of this over you while failing to really provide anything in terms of uh, a, a quality and substantive product, both in terms of uh, the the resources and the academia there as well is is very lacking um and you, and you had uh, numerous instances where students were failing out of english courses in particular because the basically the 
the professors that they hired on weren't really qualified to be teaching these courses. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I agree. It's, you know, they, there's there's more issues that we could talk about with this, and I didn't even tend to bring this up. It just kind of just kind of <laughs> came out. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, especially when me and Spencer just chat, you know, outside of the show, <laughs> we just sometimes we just vent. If we see something that pops up, we're like, do you see this? You know, so, yeah, I, I just I thought of that about the whole, hey, we're opening things up if you want to come in. And it just made me think of that. So I, I brought it up. But anyway, um, enough, enough of that. Enough. Of, that's that's a past a life in the past that we won't ever have to participate in again. Ever have to endure. Yes. Uh, speaking of things that I hope to no longer endure here soon. Um, so I've been playing through The Last of Us Two, and oh, okay. I've I'm <laughs> almost I'm <laughs> funny you should ask. Um, I'm almost done with it. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure I'm almost done with it. Um, I've played for like almost thirty hours, and it's you are it's, a braver soul than I. I will say that. Yeah, and you know I, I will say like I have enjoyed up to recently. I did enjoy some parts of the game more than what it was getting critiqued for. Um, as far as initially, I enjoyed playing as the um, the well, what's p- portrayed as the antagonist at, at first because it was kind of interesting. But the more I played it, the more I was like, okay, this is really ridiculous. But um, but yeah, I, I think, I think I've played enough of the game to be able to have a, a pretty good review of it. Cause I know how it ends. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it has, it went from, it, it was kind of a roller coaster ride in some ways because there were things that I enjoyed about it, but the further I got into the, into the narrative, into the story, the less I liked it. And I didn't mind so much playing as the antagonist at first, but when it became apparent that at least it seemed like the the, the second half of the game, which is a long half, you're playing her, I really did not like that. And this will be full of spoilers, um, but the game has been out long enough, so, you know. Yeah, you know. If anything, we're trying to save you from... You know, spending thirty <laughs> to sixty dollars on a game that you're probably not going to like, especially if you love the first one. I would absolutely not spend thirty dollars on this game. Absolutely wouldn't. Yeah, see, technically, I spent five bucks on it because I got like a twenty-five dollar gift card, and I didn't know what else to use it for. So I saw it on <laughs> sale, and I was like, "Well, I, I'll go ahead and try it and see for myself." Yeah, that's if more. I like that's it. more spending five dollars on it, really. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, I. So I I knew going into it that I knew a couple things. One, I knew that the main character from the first game was going to get killed because I had already seen that part of it. Um, And I knew the ending. I knew that basically it was it was essentially all about um, Ellie pursuing um, Abby and trying to get vengeance. And then eventually at the very end of the game, she doesn't give in and she doesn't kill um abby the the one that killed joel 
So I, I knew those things, but I, I was like, well, let me just play through it. I know it's a long game. Maybe there will be things in between that I kind of like, and there's redeeming qualities. And, I mean, to an extent, I guess there are. Um, are you still there, Spencer? Oh, sorry. There we go. Sorry, my uh, my mic went unplugged. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you muted yourself. I just noticed in case we had a yeah issue there. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, I enjoyed bits and pieces of it. Um, <laughs> I liked... I liked the fact that, um, well, the the gameplay for one thing I I, I thought was was pretty good, of uh, the like the action um, spots and stuff. Um, didn't really care too much for, and this is just a personal thing. I'm not super into the horror thing. Like I I like parts of it. I enjoyed all the Walking Dead games. I enjoyed the first Last of Us game. Um, but there were just things in this one that took it to a new level that I was like, eh, I don't like that. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you like that kind of thing, you'll be fine with it. Um, but, and I even, I even was like, okay, I kind of, I'm kind of okay with this at first when, when you start playing as Abby towards the middle part, especially when they take you into a more in-depth playthrough of her character, I was kind of intrigued at first to see where they would take it um, as far as there were more things going on than um, what you're led to believe. And then you learn about how, um, you know, Joel kills the doctors at the end of the first game. And you learn that the doc- one of the doctors is the father of Abby, the one that kills Joel. So I thought that was kind of interesting that the how they were connecting the two games. But then when it becomes pretty apparent that they are essentially saying that um, what Joel did was wrong, pursuing vengeance, but they seem to suggest that what Abby did was okay. It was justified because of what Joel did to her father. And it's like, I don't, it feels like they're trying to have it both they're trying to have it both ways as far as so, like so first off Joel did nothing wrong okay so and, and this yeah. is and this is the really strange thing that this game tries to heavily and adamantly apply uh, imply is that Joel just basically was selfish and murdered all these people for his surrogate daughter when in all reality that's not what happened no he that, he killed mm-hmm. he killed them to save Ellie because for one thing, they were trying to operate on her because they thought it, there was a piece of her since she was supposedly immune. They could, you know, extract whatever out of out of her brain and turn it into a vaccine. Well, there was no certainty that it was going to work. Exactly. And, you know, for all Joel knew, they were probably, it would end up killing her because, I mean, they said that's what's going to happen and she's yeah, going to die. Yeah, they said it was like a 90, if I, if I recall correctly... They said that the procedure would almost certainly kill her. Yeah. Um, and 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 the other thing too, killing off the only source for your vaccine is probably the dumbest possible thing you could do when producing a vaccine. Yeah. Uh, especially considering that Ellie is probably one of one of, if not the only person on the planet who is immune to the virus, and the fact that the virus has already wiped out seventy percent of the human population on on Earth. Well, in this universe, anyway, um, it, it w- creating a vaccine at this stage would really do nothing in terms of like really reversing the the damage of the virus that 
that it's done upon mankind. Yeah. Uh, it would only, at best, prevent those who are currently already surviving from from getting it. But even still, there's there's no guarantee that the remaining people who are on Earth won't get killed from getting mauled by zombies, right? So yeah. it's... It, and not to mention that they can basically use the, the, the premise of, of having a vaccine and influence other factions to do, you know, basically give in to their demands. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I think Joel was justified in, in trying to save her, at least, trying to get her out of there. Um, and even say at the very beginning of the game, of the second game, um, his brother Tommy's saying that he, he's like, well, I can't imagine I'd do anything different. Um, but then they just turn him into, it's almost like they, instead of making Abby the villain, they make Joel the villain. Oh, they absolutely make Joel. And yeah. I'm like, why? Cause for me, it's like they built up such a great game with the first one and they, they take characters or at least the main character that you, you know, have grown attached to and they just trash him, and they try to make you feel sympathy for Abby because you know she she has a backstory, don't you know? And we have to know everything about her backstory. We have to know about her love life, and we have to know about her saving this this you know these Asian this Asian brother and sister um, duo. And it's like none of that really does anything for me. If anything, it, it makes me despise her and those characters even more more, you know hey hey all right abby's father all right saved the zebra once so that means (laughs) he was a good person okay so despite the fact that he was going to murder a adolescent child for a vaccine that may or may not even work but hey he saved zebras all right that's all that matters yeah. And one thing one thing too that was brought up that I saw recently that I completely agree with is how they just completely um botched Jill's character in the second one. Because when they get to the hideout when uh Joel and Tommy basically come in and save Abby and all those from the um from the creatures, mm-hmm. he he just immediately gives away his name. And he immediately just yeah, starts yeah. trusting trusting people. Uh-huh. Where in the first game he didn't really trust anybody. I mean, so, hell, there's that there's that scene where you know Ellie in, in, in the first game, where it basically a bunch of essentially like raiders are pretending to be you know like basically people who are who are trying to survive, uh, and they're asking for help. And Joel sees right through it, and Ellie's like, "Hey, they're they're asking for help," and like he knows like. He knows that they're bullshitting. He's like, no, nah, they're 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 not, you know, hungry or whatever. I can't remember exactly what it yeah. was. And uh, he he gets in this huge fight with all of them, and it's just like, but yeah, in in this game, he's just like, oh yeah, we uh, we did, you know, me and my brother Tommy, we just live right down the road. Here's our <laughs> settlement, you know. I know it's, it's, like, it's, it's com- completely out of character for him. That makes no sense. So between that and between. Um, you know, how they introduce these, uh, like, Mel and Owen characters, I just cannot stand either of them. I really can't. And, you know, I was waiting to see if they would take it somewhere interesting, at least, and they don't. 
they just they try so hard to make you feel bad for her and again i don't i don't feel bad for her at all um you know i i mean i will say i did find despite the woke agenda they're trying to push with it i did find the, the the two asian kids kind of interesting as far as like just themselves trying to um escape from their tribe kind of a thing um but tying it to abby that way and i don't know i just didn't really work for me um and plus it was like i i kept playing it and i was like what does this have to do with anything like it really doesn't have anything to do with you're, anything. You're, you're playing as <laughs> as Ellie, which I didn't mind playing as Ellie. I, that didn't bother me at all. But you're playing as Ellie for so long, and then all of a sudden you you switch over to to her character, and you're playing her, and it's like a completely different story that has nothing to do with Joel, nothing to do with Ellie, nothing to do with any of that. It's like its own separate game that they put into this game, and it's like, what am I even playing? It's like watching the Last Jedi canto bite scene yet the canto bite scene is like literally half the movie you know <laughs> yeah, basically. Someone, i heard someone say it makes the last jedi look like citizen kane um <laughs> which it kind of does um in a way but yeah i'm not i'm not thrilled with it and i'll probably end up selling it once i because uh, i'm this close to being done with it so i might as well finish it but i'll probably sell it or something after i'm done um and just play the first one <laughs> Yeah, and and, and, oh. um, and and the funny thing is, is that they try to make, they try to make Abby this really endearing character, right? But the way they go about executing the whole Abby playthrough section of the game is really mishandled because we've already like so Abby's already well, well first of all, Abby killing Joel and just the nature of how all of those events unfold is mm-hmm. the most contrived bullshit I think I've ever seen, like, written in a video game. It is the most contrived nonsense I've ever seen in my life. Because (laughs) you just have her marching out in the snow looking for a guy named Joel who basically killed her father. And so it makes you wonder, like, oh, so have you just been wandering around the country just murking fools named Joel that you meet <laughs> because a, a guy named Joel killed your dad. And, and then, you know, and the odds of her finding him, like as she's about to get murdered and he's the one that saves her. That's the even, that's the even shittier thing is the fact that he saves her life and is willing to help her get back to safety. She never considers, Oh, Hey, maybe this Joel guy isn't, as shitty of a person that I, as I thought he was, well, she and never entertains that in her head. She's just like, oh, you murdered my dad, so obviously well, you didn't have a good reason for it. It's, yeah, and you, you find out later in the game that Abby knew that her dad was going to essentially kill Ellie. Yep. She knows what her dad was going to do, and yet she's that upset at Joel for defending essentially his kid i mean basically his kid um you know it it, it, and it it, because it's so inconsistent because on the one hand you know you think oh joel must have done something so bad and she had you know no idea what was going on and then you find out no she did know what was going on uh, before he killed her dad and then it's like 
then she just straight up murders him um, senselessly. And then all of a sudden she has compassion for these uh, these people that are in this cult that's trying to kill her and her yeah, the other so... people. And it's like she can't – they can't make up her mind if she has sympathy or if she doesn't because it doesn't make any sense why she would have sympathy for this cult group that is actively trying to kill her friends and everyone she knows and yet she has no sympathy for this guy that yes killed her father but was trying to protect you and know, saved her life yeah and saved her life like that's mm-hmm. some of the poorest writing i've ever seen in it a, is so in thematically inconsistent it is probably one of the most thematically inconsistent pieces of media i've ever encountered yeah um because again it's like oh revenge is bad it it, it the game like basically shows you the script on screen and it's like revenge is bad except for all the times when abby enacts a revenge then it's totally fine it's like, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's totally it's fine so crazy <sighs> yeah it it's so stupid but yeah, there you go. Now I, uh, I mean, I will say, in a in a weird way, I'm I'm still glad I played it because now I now I know. I mean, I guess I could have just watched people play it and been fine That's with it. That's essentially what I did. Yeah, I, I should have just done that. But I'm still okay with having played it because I did still enjoy like the suspenseful parts of the game, um, as far as like trying to get through these these difficult sections of of enemies and characters and things like that. So I enjoyed that mindless part of it but as far as like the actual story and getting invested in the plot it's an atrocious game so <laughs> i would not and, recommend and, it and any of you brainlets who who comment on here saying oh well if you haven't played the game then you can't comment on the on the story first of all if i've watched a live stream of somebody <laughs> playing the entire story okay first of all the last of us games are very narrative centric like, yeah. In fact, I'd almost argue that basically the entire premise of playing a Last of Us game is specifically for the narrative. Yeah. It's for the story. Not many people go to the, Last of, get to the Last of Us games specifically for the gameplay. I mean, the gameplay's fine. It's mm-hmm. not like bad or anything. It's just... It's just there. There, there are little sections of like action, and then you, you get through a section, and then you move into another section of like cinematic stuff. Uh, yeah exactly so it's not like you know it's not like playing a long section of action and then you eventually get to some kind of story it's it's heavily story centric um with action in between so yeah it makes me excited for uh the hbo series i don't know about you oh yeah yeah i'm telling you right now they're they are basically going to rewrite well and they're also doing a remake of the first game and you damn well know that the only reason they're doing that is so that they can have references for abby so that that way people can't basically criticize the second game for just randomly incorporating this character oh and and you know they're also going to make joel's character like totally evil and more ruthless oh yeah so then it then it makes even more sense why abby killed him in the second game yeah they're they're basically going to turn him into a like a, a kyle Kyle type character where he just rams his head through, you know, <laughs> rams his head through walls and chugs monster energy and, you know, <laughs> yeah, drywall. And that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, and it's 
it, it makes me frustrated too because of the beginning of the game how they set it up as it makes it seem like oh it's you know you're playing as joel again and you're getting invested in in this relationship again and I have this moment with ellie and joel where um you know he plays a song for and it's actually a really good scene i, I liked that scene where he plays um a song for ellie um it was it was a good moment um and so they they do this and at first you're thinking oh well this is going to be really good and then they just completely wreck it and then they end up turning this yep. really touching moment into this monster played this song for her kind of a oh thing it's like it's like what what is this oh yeah and i will say the only part of the game that i actually enjoyed was um the flashback moment whenever um joel is taking mm, ellie mm-hmm. to this museum or yeah I, I can't remember exactly what it is it was uh I, yeah it was a museum with the dinosaurs and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that yeah and i was like this is like the one section of the game i'm like man give me more of this give me yeah. give me more of this game <laughs> I was like, they Please. had some really good <laughs> they had some really good parts at the beginning with the flashbacks and with joel and, and ellie interacting but Man, you get about an hour into the game, and that's when it really starts to go downhill. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, like the the gay stuff was irritating as, as well for me. I, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. But it didn't even, like, I knew going into it that that was there. And it wasn't even mm-hmm. necessarily a, a major part of it. I mean, they, they definitely tried to push it in your face. But it wasn't even like mo- like the vast majority of the game is not even focused on that. It's it's in there, but it's not even a major thing. The, the yeah, major- the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but even the second one, um, the the majority of the time they're focusing on revenge and how it's bad and how yeah. Abby's a great character, kind of a thing. So, you know, it it is what it is. But anyway, that's my my long review of The Last of Us Two. Yeah, don't. We already established this in one of our you previous epi- episodes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I, I do need to finish Ghost of Tsushima though. I've played well, a few hours, well. play, played a few hours of it, and I've enjoyed it. But that is one game that I would recommend up to this point. But um, yeah, so let's uh, let's move on here. Um, do we want to talk about our final review of Falcon and Winter Soldier real quick, or do we want to mention what we think of the Bad Batch so far? Or we could even go into we could even go into this Disney pushing uh, critical race theory with their employees. That's a fun one. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm down for covering any of those topics. I'm not so I don't, I don't shy away from any of that. But um, uh, I figured. I think we, I don't know if we've talked about our our, our views of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I know we we did it on the, on the other channel, but uh, but yeah, I figured you know we can we can do we can talk about that or uh, yeah, we can we can wrap it up. I think we talked about the first couple of episodes, but then we didn't touch it after that. So yeah, but yeah, um, so basically, Falcon and Winter Soldier overall, um, I would give it out of ten. I'd give it maybe. Um, um, like a five or a six because of the first few episodes I thought were really good. Um, but then after, 
I can't remember what episode it was. Oh, it was, I think it was the episode where, um, John, is it John Walker? Is that his name? When he kills, uh, yes, he kills the guy with the shield. Um, it was about at that point that I was like, ah, I don't know about this, but <laughs> yeah. And, and then the final, so basically I'll just kind of review what I think of the ending because I honestly don't remember everything that happened in between, um, but I, I remember enough. So it's essentially about the Flag Smashers, which is essentially the MCU version of Antifa, at least how that's how I per- perceived it, um, going after um, try, trying to make the, get the world back to where it was before the blip, before um, or before. Is it before the blip or is it during uh, after. during after the or, blip? Or, or, well, during during the blip. Yeah, yeah after Thanos blip. snaps his fingers and yeah. and erases half of the population, which is uh, nonsense, by the way. It is the most <laughs> stupid shit I've ever heard in my life, um, for a, a myriad of different reasons. But uh, but but go on, go ahead. I'll, I'll touch more on that later. Yeah. So they're trying to get it back to the to that because they they're tired of the. Um, the elites and people trying to take control of, of other people's lives and whatnot. So they want to wreak havoc on different parts of society. And, you know, Falcon, Sam Wilson basically tells um, the lead, the leader essentially of, of the group Car- Carly or Carrie. I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah, it's uh, Carly. Carly Car- Morgenthau. Car- yeah, Carly Morgenthau. That he agrees with her sentiment, but disagrees with her <sighs> motives. Like disagrees, God. not disagrees with uh, the way she carries it out. You, and even still, him agreeing with her is just. It is, it's asinine. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll and <laughs> yeah. So they have they have a bunch of that, and then they have. Uh, just several examples of why I don't think Sam Wilson should have been the replacement for Captain America. Because for one thing, or at least th- at least this version of Sam Wilson, like yeah. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's so naive when it comes to the Flag Smashers, and he he allows himself to be like vulnerable uh, way too much, and allows them to get the upper hand when. I actually kind of agree with John Walker's view that they need to be stopped, and you Absolutely. know, and he actually, he he actually, you know, especially that scene right before, um, it, it's that scene where um, Sam confronts her in the in like that building, and he tells John and and Bucky and Isaiah, I can't remember uh, John's sidekick. Um, to you know, stand back. Uh, Lamar. 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 Isaiah. Isaiah is the um, the the old. Uh, oh soldier. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, also, uh, yeah, we've we've kind of delved into spoilers. So uh, yeah, it's <laughs> heavy for that. Heavy written with spoilers, but he yeah. he tells them to stand back and he'll take care of it. Um, but I mean, you know, really, I don't think he took care of it. You know, uh, yes, I get that John, you know, burst in there and everything, but. What what exactly was Sam accomplishing by telling her that he agreed with her? Because she was obviously not going to listen to him, and which is yeah, pretty exactly. apparent because she blew up a building later, and she tries to kill a bunch of hostages later. And I I absolutely hated that moment in the finale where, um, you know, she's literally about she j- just gets done telling her her crew members, hey. 
you know, um, you need to be prepared to die. Um, if yeah, all basically, he's willing to, to basically. It's like that 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 Shrek meme. It's like. Uh, you all will more than likely die, but that is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's essentially what it was. And then she has these hostages up in this in this armored vehicle or whatever, and she's getting ready to like blow it up or whatever. And yep. then John Walker shows up to confront her, and she's like, don't worry, I won't hurt you. I won't hurt an innocent person. I'm like, but you're literally getting to kill yeah, yeah. these hostages. Like just and you disagree with them, so you're gonna go and kill them? Like they haven't committed violence on you. You're you're gonna just slaughter them. And I'm just like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, no, specifically specifically during that moment, um John asks her specifically, did Lamar's life matter? Or or yeah. basically says Lamar's life mattered. Um, and she basically said, or, uh, or, or he, he says something to the effect he mentions Lamar's death because she killed Lamar. Yeah. And she basically just blatantly up, tells him up front, Lamar's life didn't matter yeah. because it wasn't pertinent to her cause. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this yeah. is like Hitler level shit, man. It's like... <laughs> Uh, I made that comparison in my video. I was going to use Hitler, but I figured it'd be too spicy for the uh, the for for YouTube standards. So I, I put you know, old old Stalin, old comrade up instead. And uh, <laughs> it just yeah, she has like basically like straight up Hitler level stances on mm-hmm. shit. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's and if I have a heart, I'm almost torn between that and the. You need to do better, man. Speech at the oh. end. That which oh one is worse? God. That was such oh a my God. stupid he, speech. He's, he dude. just he. So the oh the God. leaders the leaders yes. that are like, you know, that are the enemies essentially that flat the flag smashers are trying to kill. He he just essentially gives them a speech on uh, racism and and stuff like that. And he's like, "You need to do better, Cap or uh, whatever his name senator. is, Sen- Senator. You yeah. need to do better, so, Senator." Like so the, the whole, really, <laughs> because the basically the the senator for that I guess that basically is head that one of the head members of the 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 GRC I think that's what it's called. Oh yeah, he yeah. he basically asks him up front while he's in the middle of just spouting off his you know ideological vomit. You know he's like, well, what about all the people who disappeared during the blip and came back? Are they just homeless now? And Sam does not have an answer for him and tells him that he realizes that the situation is complex, but says that it's a good thing that he doesn't understand how complex the situation is. Oh my gosh. And I sat there, but it's it's just this childlike view of the world that is just utter nonsense. It's just absolute thought slime. Yeah. in the, the moment you actually try to apply some actual rationale or logic to any of it, it's just like, oh, well, it's a good thing that I don't understand the complexity of the situation. But you need to do better, Senator. You have to be the one that does better. It's like, holy actual <laughs> hell. I just, oh. I couldn't believe it as I was sitting there watching it. It just, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole situation with Isaiah. I mean, I will, I will say on one hand, I understand why he was frustrated because you know people, people back then were treated 
like crap uh, during that time. But it, they make it seem like, and this just goes back to other types of, of media that have been created lately. They make it seem like there has been literally no progress since World War II. That, that everyone, yeah. people are just racist and that's that's all there is to it. And it's like... Although Iron Patriot, you know. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> the fact that, they, that people all around the world accepted Sam as an Avenger and celebrated the fact that he was an Avenger. Oh, yeah, no. It, there's, there's no way people would ever accept a black ca- Captain America. Like, fuck off. Yeah. I just was sitting there, I was like, you know, I'm fine with the show expressing the... the essentially the theme that America means a lot of things to a, a lot of different people. But, bloody hell, you can't just basically ignore all of the other, you know, basically previous MCU installments and just say, oh, it's just, it's it's a blatant example of writers just ignoring canon to write the story they want to write. And you're like, well, hey, but what about all this other stuff? And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going we're gonna to write our story. It's fine. It's, it's like, like no, but, uh... but, but this other thing, it's like, no. It's no. like it's like when Brie Larson was saying, "Oh, it's it's about time we had a, a female superhero portrayed on screen." And I was like, "So you must not have watched Wonder Woman, have you?" <laughs> or Black Widow, or you know, it's yeah, this this whole notion like Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I mean, again, they just they purposefully ignore everything that's been established in the MCU so that they can write whatever nonsense that they want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's a blatant. It's just it continue. We continue to see it. Um, yeah, and apparently from a recent report, I think somebody interviewed somebody interviewed Anthony Mackie and um, maybe even Kevin Feige about this. But basically, they're going to explore that narrative even more in Captain America Four. So oh, I'm, I'm like, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm like, absolutely certain of it. I, I am in no hurry to see that film. Not not even because of that per se, but just the like what we were explaining before with the just the nonsensical way that Sam tries to handle different situations. It's like Steve Rogers would not have done that, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I've never seen I've never seen a show that Sims as hard as this show does for its main villain. It is it is uncanny. It is just it's hard to just really grasp because they make all of these wild crazy comparisons. Like at, at a certain point in the show, uh one of Carly's goons essentially compares her to Captain America. Oh yeah, that, yeah. And that he didn't believe that there could be good people in the world until he met her. I was like, and this is, and keep in mind, this is literally right after she has blown up a building full of innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's it's stupid. It's it's like they got together with the writers of The Last of Us 2 and said, hey man, how should we write this show? <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's actually worse because at least in The Last of Us 2 there's some form of consequence yeah. for certain actions being done. In this, it's just like... You know, she'll Carly will murder innocent people, and all of her followers will be like, "Hey, murder's bad, okay?" And then they just go on and forget like it didn't even happen. Hell, they even they even go to assassinate Captain America after they you know blow up a building full of innocent people. Mm-hmm. Or well, John Walker specifically, uh, that that version of Captain America. 
Um, and also, I have to say, John Walker, uh, I'm glad they did not turn him into a villain. I was really worried that they were going to, um, because they were really trying to... They, they kept... They would keep blaring loud, dramatic music every time he'd shout it, you know, shout it, um, criminals and, you know, and, and, and try to portray him as like this, this crazy lunatic during certain moments. Um, but yeah, no, gl I'm glad that, uh, in the final episode, he like, there's a moment where he can basically enact his revenge and take out Carly or basically save like a bus full of people. And he chooses to like, basically save people, because, you know, and he, and he allows Sam to go on his crazy, stupid, you know, ideological, you know, vomit spurge, mm -hmm. um, because he realizes that, like, that's not what being, that's not what being Captain America is all about. It's about doing the right thing, regardless of whether people acknowledge you for it or not. Yeah, and to kind of wrap it up here, going back to that chat that sam and carly have towards the one of the middle episodes i think it was you know it's kind of indicative of the bad writing into these characters because sam is supposed to have been a soldier and he should know that you don't when you're dealing with a terrorist you don't go in there and just try to chat with them you stop them you try to yeah, capture exactly. capture them. You can have, if you want to have a chat, have it later, but don't have it basically in the middle of a war zone. Um, you know, which is why John was trying to go over there and, and stop them. Uh, you know, but no, exactly. we can't. We can't do that. We have to have a chat about why um, your your viewpoints make sense. It's like no, <laughs> no. Yeah, and 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 the crazy thing is so. And and I and I actually check, kind of changed my stance on this a little bit. So, there's a particular moment in the show where John essentially executes a terrorist um, in front of like a bunch of people. And at first, you might think, "Oh, well, he was obviously surrendering. He shouldn't have done that." But see, here's the thing: the Flag Smashers have willingly murdered innocent people for their end goal, and what's all around this flag smasher full of innocent people so naturally he has to weigh the outcome of the risk scenario if he lets this terrorist live he could oh i don't know take one of these civilians as hostage and potentially cause even more irreparable more irreparable damage or he could take out this he could take out this terrorist in what has essentially now become a combat zone and prevent people from getting killed or harmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, I liked it. Kind of, again, wrapping up here. I liked it in the start because it seemed like they were really going to develop these characters better or, like, more in-depth. In but as the show progressed, I mean... They're just mistake after mistake that just did not need to happen. And, you know, I, I don't like what they did with, um, oh, Carter, Agent Carter. Um, oh, yeah. And and the fact that she's the power broker, I, I'm i so lost as to, like, the whole Madripoor scene makes no sense after realizing that she is the power broker. It makes no damn sense at all. 
Yeah. Because she could have just ordered, oh, hey, Selby, stand down. Like, that's all she would have had to say. She didn't need to, like, assassinate Selby and then place bounties on their head, but then be like, oh, hey, I'm going to allow you to hide out in my apartment, even though I'm the one that basically issued the the bounty on all of your heads. It's just, it is... <laughs> and the fact that she just went from this, like, basically this person who was super loyal to Steve Rogers to, like, being the shady art dealer, mm-hmm. it just, it, it, dude, it is... Now, there's there's talks of supposedly Sharon being a scroll, which, if that's the case, would slightly make up for it. Yeah. But this is the, this is the problem with, with introducing the scrolls, is you have no idea if anybody in the MCU is actually who they are. They could be imposters of themselves. And so, it, which allows, like, writers to make all these crazy, stupid mistakes... And if it damages, if it heavily damages the world, they can just be like, "Oh, well, it was just a scroll. See, you know, they're they're not actually character assassinated." And it's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like the idea of using that because you could just use it again, like you said, whenever you want to. If you make a mistake, oh, you know, it yeah. that wasn't actually that person. So exactly, I mean, you know, and they did it. They did it with uh, the Spider-Man movie, uh, Far From Home, um, and I was yep. I was okay with it, I guess, but. They, you know, if they're going to keep doing that, I mean, that's now it's like, okay, you guys just don't know what you're doing. You know, if you're going <laughs> to exactly. keep bringing that, bringing that tactic back into it. But anyway, um, I think that's going to do it for our show today. We've, we've spent a good amount of time reviewing things. And so I, uh, yeah, basically steer clear of Last of Us 2 and. Don't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, be, your sanity will be much better off. I guess that's the moral of this story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we will catch you guys back on the next one. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and take care. See you guys.